Hello, welcome to another edition of Aussie Telecom on the West Sports Podcast. With so much more today, I have Matt on to talk about NBA. Welcome aboard, Matt. Welcome back. Hey, glad to be back. Talking, uh, talking my favorite subject, man. Yeah. I love the uh, love NBA, love uh, college basketball. Um, so yeah, glad to be on. Absolutely. Now, you're a huge NBA fan. You know, huge. Like you're like deeply into it. Um, when when did you get your first love of basketball? Uh, well, I remember uh, watching early early nineties are kind of my first memories. Uh, probably the late late eighties. Uh, watching uh, yep. watching a lot of Bulls, obviously during that time uh, when Jordan was just starting to to really get big, and uh, and you know you had obviously the Supersonics uh, with with their early nineties teams. Uh, once Peyton and Camps formed, those are kind of my best, best early memories of uh, NBA action. Now, you favorite player growing up was Michael Jordan, I assume. Yeah, I had to watch I'm, growing up as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Jor- Jordan was, uh, you know, for anybody I think in that era, um, growing up in the '90s, um, kind of born in in the mid '80s. Uh, Jordan was so influential, um, and you know it, it. It was one of those things that just, uh, as much as I am a team guy when it comes to like local sports, um, yeah. Jordan just made me a fan of the game, and watching him yeah. with, with the grace that he would play, he was just must-watch TV. I mean, just the way he played the game, the intensity. You know, he has a famous quote about talking about how he never. He never knew if that was somebody's only chance to watch him play at a game, so he always gave it his best. And that's kind of, to me, what what all athletes should aspire to do, you know, just to play their hardest and play their best. And So, yeah, I mean, that, that was definitely my, my best memories of, of basketball. That's how the quote it says, ceiling is, ceiling is the roof, it's also his saying um, as well, if you, if you recall. I'm sorry. Say again. You also have a saying that saying that says the ceiling is the roof, as well. Another saying you have recently. It's <laughs> a memory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a good one. You know, it's not long, but that was a fun moment. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Very, very uh, yeah. insightful. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Now, if I were to give you an All NBA team. Um, starting, I'll give you a coach, five starters, and a six man. Who do you got? Oh, that's that's really good. Um, you yeah. know, that's tough. Like, you know, if we're only talking, uh, if we're just talking NBA, um, yeah, coach is it's tough. I mean, obviously, I guess the obvious pick would be Phil Jackson, but I, I know, like, I like yeah. Phil Jackson. I think I think I would go Phil Jackson. Um, I think mm-hmm. he he might be a little overrated as a coach, uh, yeah. just because yeah. he played. I mean, he had the best players mm-hmm. of each generation. Yeah. Obviously, starting with uh, Jordan and Pippen, and then going into uh, the 2000s with uh, Kobe and Shaq. So, I mean, come on, <laughs> you're gonna how are you not gonna win with those guys? I'm sorry, <laughs> I, you could put me on those teams. Yeah. I'm gonna win, yeah. but that still there's something to be said about managing personalities. And I mean, those are some of the 
the most abrasive personalities to ever play the game, period, really. I mean, yeah. as yeah. big of a Jordan fan as I am, I mean, the guy was very hard to manage, hard to um, control when he was younger. And he had to get him to buy into a system that was a team game and you're taking the greatest individual athlete to ever play and you're telling them, hey, you're good and this is your team, but you know what? You've got to pass the ball. You've got to use your teammates to win, and he did that. So pass off to him there. Then obviously Chad and Kobe uh, might have been a greater challenge and uh, getting them to defer from – you know, just hero basketball to um, play together, and he did that. So, so I, I'd, I'd probably say uh, Phil Jackson's my coach. Uh, the point guard, I've got Stockton. I think Stockton's uh, going to be one of those players that, as time goes on, uh, people will kind of forget how mm-hmm. good he was. Um, obviously, a great passer, but the guy was an incredible scorer for his size. And I mean, you just look at look at some of his highlights on YouTube and you'll realize like that guy, he was the ultimate kind of uh, pass first guy, but it also set up uh, his ability to make shots in a, in a time when you had very aggressive basketball. And a lot of people will accuse him of being a cheap basketball player, but I mean, what are you going to do to survive in nineties basketball when you have, uh, you know, hand checking and, uh, just aggressive, aggressive play that um, the only way to survive was to play a little bit dirty, a little bit cheap. So, yeah, I mean, you'll get a lot yeah. of quotes. Obviously, Gary Payton's probably the most famous one. He said Stockton was the hardest <laughs> guy to guard, not Jordan. I think a little bit of that was probably yeah. that uh, he was uh, slighted by Jordan a few times, and there was the trash-talking element. Yeah. But uh, I think there's a lot of truth to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stockton just made the right play. Um, and uh, yeah. for me, if I'm going to put together a team of five guys, I want that guy to kind of lead my team in the sense that he's going to—he's purely going to be looking to uh, win the game, and he's going to be looking for um, the open guy. So um, my other for two for the um, two guard shooting guard, I'm going to go with uh, Michael Jordan, of course. Uh, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, and then for my three, um, it's close. I, I really, I mean, I, 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 this is hard to say, but I mean, LeBron might be, yeah. might be that guy now. And I, I'm one of the biggest. Yeah. Larry Bird's probably my second favorite player of all time. Yeah. And you know, obviously, yeah. I didn't get to watch the guy live, but uh, he's a guy that I didn't right. really realize until going back and watching YouTube years later, um, yeah. and some hardwood classic games back on cable that. That guy's probably one of the most fun guys to play the game. He just—he had that yeah. same kind of mentality Jordan did. He always wanted to win, and he just had a flair and his trash talking. I mean, all of that was just. Larry Bird's probably my favorite player, but yeah. I still think you know if if I'm going to go yeah. with the, just trying to win games, it's, it's probably going to be LeBron. Um, yeah. Pretty pretty unstoppable. I mean, um, he, he's uh, moving up there on the list of, of greatest players to play it. Uh, he's probably in that top five conversation now. I don't think he'll ever replace Gordon um, just because of the fact that he's a more, he's a, a great team player, but he's never going to be that finisher. He's never going to reach that level um, that Jordan did. He hasn't yet. And I don't see it happening in the next five years or so of just closing games, winning games. Um, and that that's what Jordan will always have over him. But 
uh, team guy. I'm going to probably, yeah, I'm going to go LeBron at three and then four. I got to go with Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem um, Olajuwon is a guy that I think um, revolutionized the game um, of the post, obviously, but just the moves that he had uh, are unparalleled. Uh, the footwork that he had is unparalleled. And, uh, and he's just a, a fun player to watch. I mean, he just had a beautiful, beautiful style to him. So, yeah, I'll go Akeem at the four, and then at five, I got to go Shaq. I mean, um, he has yeah. a lot of great centers in the history of the NBA, and I'm definitely uh, a fan of the classic style of center that is <laughs> just take you down low uh, and, and make a beautiful post move, or in Shaq's case, yeah. just dunk over you every time, or that little baby hook that he had. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got Shaq of the yeah. five, and I'm sorry that team is gonna beat any team you bring up again. That's just <laughs> there's no way to stop that. What are you gonna do? I mean, you can't you can't uh, yeah. you play inside, you play outside. Every player passes well, um, so that's my t- starting yeah. five. How about your six man? Ooh, six man. Um, boy, that's a good one. Uh, you know, honestly, um, I'd probably go Steph Curry off the bench. Um, you know, they, bring that guy in, bring yeah. that guy in, and you just extended yeah. the court even further. And I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, he's gonna, he's incredible. Uh, what he's doing is something I, he's he's another guy that's just revolutionizing the NBA. And uh, we're just gonna have yeah. more and more of that in the next few years of guys that are uh, extending that three point line. And I think they're going to have to eventually yeah. look at, okay, are we going to move this back again because of Steph Curry? So, yeah, he's going to yeah. go down in history no matter what. Right. No matter where he ends up on the, the yeah. uh, all-time list, he's, he's revolutionized it. So, yeah, I'll go Steph Curry. Now, for me, I'm going a little different. I'm okay. going uh, Coach Pop. Pop's ah, beautiful. Um, nice pick, yeah. He's done so much with less talent. You know, he had Tim Duncan, you know, but um, he's not like a, you know, he's not like Jordan or Pippen or Robin. You know, ultimate uh, strategy talent, guy. Kobe, ultimate. You know? Yeah, he, yeah. He, he is. He's, yeah. he's the ultimate X no guy. I, I think he's the greatest coach of all time just based purely on, on yeah. uh, strategy. Yes, yeah. I'll take Coach Pop. Point guard, We I go Matty Johnson. Can't go wrong with him. He's just all around phenomenal, you know. Hell scoring. yeah, great. Pat, you know, passer. He's just fun. 1A, 1A, 1B. Me, him and John are 1A, 1B for me. Um, for sure. My two guard, obviously, Michael, his Ernest, Michael Jordan, obviously. Obviously. Yep. Um, number three, I do have LeBron James, just ahead of Larry Bird. Um, number four, I got the mailman, Carl Malone. The mailman. Love it. He's so good. Fantastic, and number five, you got to go with Shaq Diesel. And then gotcha. uh, off my bench, I'm going Reggie Aloysius Miller off my bench. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> Reg. Yeah, yeah. Let, let Reg play in this uh, in this decade. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's yeah. he's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be a lot like Curry. I mean, the, the only reason why he didn't shoot as much is because that's just not the style that he played the era that he played in. They didn't shoot like that, but yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd play a great current day. I think he'd be a great player. Yes. Now get your thoughts, quick thoughts on the off. Seems like happened. Steph got paid. Russ got paid. Everyone got paid in the NBA. Now, um, 
NBA players have a good union, obviously, um, getting paid guaranteed money, but NFL players put their lives on the line, you know, every play. So um, your thoughts on the NBA guys getting paid, like not getting, you know, on that whole thing? Like, yeah, I mean, there's like, there's no better time. Deal, uh, you know. Yeah, for sure. There's no better time to be a uh, a basketball player really and make money, uh, whether it's yeah. at the NBA level or it's overseas or whatever. I mean, if you look at uh, you know salaries, the average salary is just like it's it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, you're gonna get the top players mm-hmm. of NFL making some pretty good money, and um, you know, top players mm-hmm. of of soccer around the world are are going to be pretty good. But when you yeah. talk about like the medium level kind of guy, um, you know, it's, it's pretty astronomical the amount. And then you're not even considering, you yeah. know, um, advertising and um, the uh, off the court stuff, you know, that is yeah. always, you know, Jordan really created that along with magic and bird um, and yeah. the marketability of, of NBA athletes in particular athletes overall, but NBA in particular, just because um, the athleticism and the, you know, no helmets, obviously, um, that comes with, yeah. with being an NBA athlete, um, the, the overall uh, just money that you can get um, is, is, is pretty crazy. So, yeah, I, I think uh, it's been an interesting offseason and uh, a lot of guys switching teams, and I think it's just going to go up. I think, uh, you know, with the NFL taking some hits, um, I think you're going to just see, continue to see millennials kind of embrace uh, the NBA game um, and with Twitter and everything and how many athletes, uh, NBA athletes in particular, will uh, take advantage uh, of that forum. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's just an improving league um, for athletes. Yeah. So. That's what I have for you here. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on super teams being formed in the NBA the last five or six years? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, um, it, it's tough. It's tough right now because I, I love I love the style that Golden State plays, and um, mm-hmm. it, it's just so fun to watch those guys be so unselfish and, and just spread the ball around. But at the same time. Um, I'm not a fan of the of the best players going to every team. It just uh, it, it makes it hard to to root for your hometown team. You know, wherever you're at, if if you're not right. in contention, you know. And so, so yeah. I understand that effect on it. And you know, not having a hometown team right now with Seattle, uh, obviously, yep. um, not having a team, it it's okay by me because I love just watching athletes and I love watching the game. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it was okay. But if I were to say, if we were to get Seattle were to get a team again, um, I'd really yeah. wouldn't be a fan of it. And and I want my team yeah. to be in contention. I am a team I've adopted Portland, um, but it's never going to feel completely yeah. like yeah. that's my team. Um, especially that's not lining over there yeah. or going to any yeah. games. Um, but right. Uh, but there's a little bit of that. I mean, it's, it's tough. Just like, okay, we, pick up these little pieces, but what to do? It gets you maybe sixth or seventh in the in the West or in the East. Maybe it'll get you second or third or fourth because there's just not that many good teams in yeah. the East. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fan of it, but at the same time, I think uh, I think it's going to even out here um, in probably two or three years. I do think Golden State is going to be the favorite for 
the next few years, barring any kind of crazy injuries. But um, I think there's so much talent right now um, with uh, teams like Milwaukee and Giannis, uh, Antetokounmpo. Um, I mean, you're going to have these players, Philadelphia, obviously, um, if they stay healthy. So you're going to have – you're going to have some more disparity, but it's, it's, it may be a, a few years. Maybe, so. Yeah. My last two things, I think, that you have to share, but I'm going to ask you first here is, what are your thoughts on the NBA's um, top one and done rule? Do you think they should be able to go out of high school to NBA, or do you think they should get this go one, maybe two years? Or what are your thoughts on the whole process there? Yeah, I, I mean, coming from a perspective of being a, a really you know, huge Gonzaga fan, um, I hate the one and done. I, I really do. Um, Gonzaga has figured out a way to make it work for them and not going after those those top, top-tier guys, but kind of aiming for maybe the mid-range guys. And, um, yeah. you know, that's through years of them building a name to be able to get those kind of 25 to 50 range guys, you know, coming out of high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I, do, I don't think it's good for the college game and I don't think it's good for the NBA yeah. game. I, I would rather it really just yeah. be either uh, go right from high school uh, like it used to be or yeah. to go to a two-year minimum at least. Um, yeah. I think two-year would be much more beneficial. Um you know, I, I, Collins is obviously a good example of that. That Collins from uh, Gonzaga, mm-hmm. that uh, I think he yeah. had, uh, he has a huge amount of talent, but he goes to a team yeah. and you know he he's drafted what was it fourteenth, thirteenth, fourteenth, something like that. Fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. and so you know, um, he's a first rounder. So he's going to get paid, but yeah. it's like how good would he be if he had another year to develop his body? Um, you know, and how much more yeah. he moved up that list. And sure, you get that immediate money, but do you really get a chance to have a long-term career in the NBA? I don't know. I mean, Portland yeah. so far, it's, the season's very young, but uh, he's getting a few, yeah. he's getting some minutes, but not much. You know, he's maybe getting 10 to 15 not, not minutes. Much. Not much. Yeah. So it's going to be a slow yeah. development. And for a lot of kids, it's like mm-hmm. they can't get that confidence. They never get that confidence. They're never that man. And NBA is all about confidence. I mean, you you could have a yeah. you know a little amount of talent or a lot of talent, but if you don't have, if you never get your confidence in games, you're not going to make it. So, yeah, just not a fan of it. I hope Collins is able to make it in the long run, but I think he would have benefited so much from one more year at Gonzaga yeah. with the trainers getting his body ready and yeah. uh, just getting more experience and, and maybe getting higher up that draft board. So I don't know. Yes, my last thing I have for you here is what are your thoughts? on the NBA having a draft lottery like in the NFL, in baseball, NHL. Um, if you have the worst record in worst record in the in your sport, you get the number one pick and now it NBA is like if you the worst record in the in the NBA you might have a chance that might have a chance at the pick. So thoughts on the right. lottery think it should change. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh I think um I may not be the the best to answer this because I, I don't I, I don't, I don't have a real good solution for it, and I know I've heard some other, I've heard yeah. some people that have good ideas for it, because if you just yeah. simply go to the worst team has number one pick, I think you'll see even more mm-hmm. um, tanking than we already see, mm-hmm. uh, which it's already bad in the NBA. I mean, people understand it. It's yeah. like if if you're not in that top tier and you're not making playoffs, 
Um, and even if you are making playoffs at an eight seed, six, seven, somewhere, you're really not in the mix. So why, yeah. why even, you know, why not just tank and get a player that can kind of change your your whole culture there? And so, you know, as it is, I think it's it's not a perfect system, but I think it's still better than just the worst team gets gets the best pick. But I think they need to look at it um, and see how how best uh, to even things out, um, you know, over the year, coming years here. But yeah. Because look at the at the NFL model. Like you don't see the same team every every year get the number one pick every year, but the team every year gets number one pick. So it's like it's not like it gets the Browns every year to get number one pick, number one pick, number one pick. So it can, yeah. I think I think NBA might be easier to tank than NFL, possibly. Definitely, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not really. I'm not sure how that. I don't works, know. But, um, I don't know either. I, I think NBA and NFL are so different. Um, you know, a quarterback can obviously change y- your whole team. But yeah. outside of that, right. there's not too many players that can completely change a team. And the NBA, mm-hmm. it, it really can be like one guy can, can take you from, yeah. you know, a bottom dweller to at least a playoff team. Mm-hmm. And a playoff team yeah. into a real contender drafting right. I mean, you know, look, Golden State built their team, really the team that they have through the draft, and uh, really yeah. smart, smartly drafting. You know, so um, you know that that's yeah. it's a it's a really interesting question, and I don't know I don't know what the answer is there. Yeah. I do think that uh, the NBA is kind of unique in that sense, though that they they should probably figure something yeah. out because yeah, they, there needs to be a little more disparity yeah. like there is in the NFL. Well, at least they changed it this year, too. Like, yeah, you can't have the same team number one three years in a row. So, at least they got to make some progress. <laughs> or back-to-back years, I think it was. Because Philadelphia had it, like, three years in a row, number one pick. So, they changed it right. this year. So you can't have – you can't, can't be back – you can't, can't be one in back-to-back years. So, that's I know. also yeah. a good step in the right direction, though, at least, you know. For sure. Absolutely. Now, any closing thoughts on the NBA season coming up? Uh you know, anything else you want to talk about before we let you go here? Um, you know, I just think uh, for any fan of basketball, um, and maybe some of those fans that are local and have, uh, you know, kind of gotten off NBA since uh, Sonics were traded away, I totally understand that. Um, I understand yeah. being pissed off at the NBA and not wanting to watch. But I know if you're if you're a real fan of the sport, there's no better time, I think, since the Sonics did leave town to – to tune in because uh, it's uh, so many, so many interesting storylines. You know, uh, Brandon Haywood going down. That's that's kind of a, a bummer because uh, that would have been a really, I think, a really interesting. Would have made the East interesting. What's that? Oh, Hayward. Oh yeah. Oh Hayward. Yeah, Brandon Hayward. 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 Yeah. Hayward. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hayward, uh, with Hayward going down, I think that makes it. Hayward, okay. It, it makes yeah. it uh, a little more like Cavs are going to just do what they always do, and uh, the East is just so yeah. so weak and, and uninteresting. But um, there yeah. are a lot of good young teams, and even Philly is just fun to watch. I think uh, with how much talent yeah. they have, um, they've yet to win a game, but mm-hmm. uh, I do think that they're going to figure <laughs> it out. And uh, once they do, and yeah. once Embiid can. 
if he stays healthy, obviously, and can get more than 15, yeah. 20 minutes a game, uh, he's, yeah. he's an absolute right. game changer. So, um, yeah, I just yeah. think a lot of a lot of great storylines. I think Clippers are interesting. Uh, although the uh, Theodosius, this kid, that, I, I'm not kid, old man, <laughs> 30-year-old guy that came over from, right. uh, I forget where, but he was so sure. much fun to watch, and he's already out with an ankle injury. Yeah. So that that's that's what sucks. Okay. I think that one thing that can really get you in the NBA is uh, injuries will just they can decimate yeah. your season. So, um, but uh, yeah, Golden State still a blast to watch. Portland, uh, I love uh, Nurkic. I think he's he's yeah. a great pickup, yeah. and uh, excited to see what he does. So uh, this year healthy. So um, yeah, great great Greek, uh, time Greek to watch NBA. MVP. Greek freak. Early oh, man, 40, 44 Amazing. points, I think, last night. 42. Um, 42. Yeah. yeah. Plays with an edge. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. I love the guy. And, uh, I mean, from day one, that guy just – you just watch him play. It's like, <laughs> man, this guy was yeah, built awesome. built to play basketball. Just the, the long arms, huge hands. Uh, he's, pretty, yeah. he's pretty fun. Well, thanks again for coming on the podcast today. Um, I'll be back later on today for two more podcasts. But until then, um, Dinara, I guess. Cool. All right, man. Well, have a good one, and uh, thanks okay. for having me on. All right. No problem. Go right. Later.